last week we talked about getting pre-approved and this week we're going to talk a little bit about finding a realtor the proper realtor that fits your needs and someone that fits with your personality as well when you're looking for a realtor it's imperative that you guys are a fit personality wise knowledge wise all aspects of whatever you may think that you want in your realtor you want them to be able to fit your needs and fit your style and your personality you're going to be going out with this person going from house to house looking at different things in the house and you want to be able to not only be able to ask them the questions but you want to be able to connect with them um, i believe that if a realtor is able to connect with their clients they're able to give them better service the first one is are they knowledgeable are they knowledgeable about real, real estate this is a big one because you may be looking for specific things in your house and you want to know that your realtor is knowledgeable about those things um, for instance so when you meet with a realtor you want to ask them the questions that you have these questions are going to help you understand whether or not that realtor is uh, is knowledgeable in the areas that you are searching for. Now, I would give examples about some of the knowledge that your realtor should uh, should have, but it all depends upon you. You're the client. You know you know exactly what it is that you want, and you want your realtor to be able to know about those different subjects and, and those different types of houses or whatever the case may be. So that all depends upon you. The next thing you should look out for is how available are they? Now, when you become a successful realtor, your time is very limited. Let's say you're working with six or seven different clients at the uh, given time frame, right? Now, six or seven different clients, you're probably looking at maybe two, three houses a day with e each client. So let's say two houses a day with each client. You have six clients. You're looking at 12 houses per day. That's a lot of houses. And on top of that, that realtor may have to put in offers. So that takes up a little bit more time. And that realtor may have other things uh, real estate wise that they're taking care of marketing wise. Um, maybe um, they're working on closing other deals there's a there's a whole list of things that that realtor may be doing on a given day the more clients they have the more busy they are which is good because one it shows you that they um they know what they're doing they have a knowledge base and they um they are actively out there getting the job done and you want that type of realtor but at the same time you want to know that your realtor is available for you so if they are a high value realtor, let's say in this scenario where where they have a lot a lot of clients, at the end of the day, are they going to make you feel like you are the client? Are they going to give you the time that you need to be able to go out and look for houses? Are they going to get back to you as soon as possible? If you call them, are they going to pick up the phone as soon as soon as they hear your call? Or if they can't, are they going to um, are they going to get back to you as soon as possible? These are some of the things that I think you should look out for. I think you should ask your your uh, realtor that you're interviewing because you want to make sure that they are going to be available.
you're trying to find a house, and in some cases, people some people are trying to find a house as soon as possible. Every case is different, but in some cases, people are trying to find houses as soon as possible. And the only way to do that is if you have a realtor that is readily available for you. So, ask the questions. Make sure that they're they're um they are available for you. The next one on my list is attention to detail. Do they pay attention to detail? When you guys go out and look at houses, are they walking through with you and just on their phone? Or are they walking through showing you different things of the house, pointing different things out? So, for instance, you walk in a house and as soon as you get in, right? This is a, a an example of a realtor that doesn't pay attention to detail. You walk into the house and they just allow you to roam and look at the house and uh, just do your own thing and figure out whether or not you like it or not. That's not a realtor you want. The realtor that you want is the one that walks in with you and points out. Okay, so here we are. We're in the living room. This is the living room. It's such and such feet. Um, you have your 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 window here. Um, this that whatever, and they're just pointing everything out for you. Now they go over to the window. They say, hey, you know this window seal. Um, you you may want to get that checked out, but at the end of the day, we're going to have an inspection. So the inspector will tell you about whether or not these windows are bad or good and all that other good stuff. That's a realtor that pays attention to detail and points things out for you that you may not have uh, seen yourself. That's the type of realtor that you want. The next one on my list is, do they have a network of connections? What does that mean? Well, if you're someone that comes in, if you're someone that comes to this realtor and you have not got pre-approved, um, you don't know anything about you know the buying process of anything that's going to happen. Um, you don't have a lawyer. You don't know who to go to for your inspection. Do they have a network of connections? So can they call um, loan officers and say, "Hey, I have this"? Uh, or can they give you can they give you a list of uh, loan officers that you can call yourself and um, and get pre-approved? Do they have a list of lawyers that they can give you that you can call and the lawyer will work with you? Do they have a list of home inspectors that you can call and uh, obtain their services? This is imperative because a lot of clients don't know the process of buying a house. They don't know that you have to get pre-approved before you come to a realtor. So they come to the realtor and they haven't got pre-approved. So it's our job to try to help them out with that. They don't know that you're going to have to get an inspection. And because they don't know that, they don't know who to go to for an inspection. So it's our job to give them a list. And now, in all scenarios, the realtor should always give you a list and you pick who you want to work with. The reason being is because we're not supposed to direct you to anyone for any particular for any particular service so again you want to make sure that your realtor that you are going to select has a network of connections okay so moving on to the okay so moving on 
once you get pre-approved, you will want to find a realtor. You'll meet with a realtor, and once you select your realtor that you know you want to work with, they're going to have to go over a few things with you. So the first thing is they're going to go over the whole buying process. Now, this podcast, these uh, these few episodes that I'm putting out, I'm going over the buying process with you so you, that you can understand. But when you meet with your realtor that you are going to work with, they are also going to go over the whole buying process with you. They're going to tell you step by step what's going to happen, what's expected, what you're going to have to pay, and different things that are going to come up throughout the whole process. The first thing that they'll do is go over the loan type that you have. After that, they're going to go over your expenses. So right now in front of me, I have an expense sheet. So basically, this sheet that I have is one that I give to all my clients. It shows them what they were approved for, the loan type that they have, how much that loan is for, um, their different costs, so their closing costs, um, a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm going to go over it with you. So the sheet that I have in front of me is the sheet that we, uh, that we give all our clients. Um, the first thing on the sheet that it shows is what they were approved for. So that always varies because it depends on person to person, whatever they were approved for. The next thing is the closing cost. So how much they are going to have to pay to be able to close this deal. Um, the next thing after that we show is your deposit, your inspection, your termites, um, your termite inspection, the appraisal, insurance, and then the total cost of all of that. And right next to that, we ask the, the client to put down the best times to show um, them houses. So let's go over this a little bit more. So your approved cost or your approved loan, that's the amount that you were approved for. Your closing cost is how much you're going to have to pay to be able to get the deal um, situated and done. So once you select your house, you put your offer in, you uh, move to the purchase and sales, you go through that whole process, um, you do your inspection, you get your appraisal done, and then after that, you'll go meet with a lawyer. If, all, if everything else turns out fine, you'll go meet with a lawyer, sign documentations and all that stuff. Now that's the closing. So this, uh, that's where that, those closing costs go, go towards. All right, so your down payment, depending on the type of um, the type of loan that you have, you'll have to put down a different type of uh, a different type of uh, down payment. So if you have a conventional loan, you'll have to put down about twenty percent. So if you have a two hundred thousand dollar house, you're gonna have to put down forty thousand dollars. If you have an FHA loan, you're gonna have to put down three point five percent minimum. So if you have a $200,000 house, you're going to put down $7,000. Now, when you put an offer in on a house and you're trying to buy the house, you should always do an inspection. Never, 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 ever waive your inspection. The reason why is because you don't know what's wrong with that house. You don't know if it has issues. You don't know if the foundation's messed up. You don't know any of that. And you want to make sure that you're going into this uh, this deal with all the knowledge that you can can go into it with so you have your inspection you also have a termite termite inspection that can that will happen at the same time if you want the termite inspection to happen it will happen at the same time as the general inspection um, you'll have to pay a little bit extra for the termite inspection but it's worth it to have that because termites 
they will mess up the foundation to your house. Well, not the foundation, but they will mess up uh, a lot of the wood in the house. The appraisal. The appraisal is non-negotiable. Every 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 person buying a house has to go through their appraisal. The reason being is because the in, in the appraisal they have someone come out and they value your your home. Now, at the end of the day, it's an estimate. Now, the next thing in the process that you have to pay for is the appraisal. This is a non-negotiable, and we'll be talking about all of these more in the episodes to come, but I'm just touching on them real quick so you can understand and know what you're paying for. But the appraisal is non-negotiable. The bank sends an appraiser out. They look at the house, and they value the house. So, for instance, let's say you bought a house at, or let's say you're trying to buy a house at $200,000. Appraiser comes out, says, nope, this house is worth $190,000. Now, in this case, that's good for you because you can go back to the seller and be like, hey, um, the appraiser is, uh, he, he appraises house at $190,000, and I only want to pay the market price for this house, and this house is only worth $190,000. So, um, I would like to only pay one ninety. Now, on the flip side, the appraiser can say, "Hey, the house is worth two hundred ten thousand. You put an offer in at two hundred thousand and got it accepted. Now, what's going to happen is the seller is going to say, "Hey, we we uh, we we accepted your offer at two hundred thousand, but the appraiser said that this house is worth two hundred ten thousand. We want you to come up with another ten thousand." Now, in some cases, this may be okay because you can get approved for that amount. But in some cases, it may not be okay because you're not approved for that amount and you don't want to put in the extra money. Now, we'll go over this more in later episodes, but um, something to think about. The next thing you'll have to pay for is insurance. Now, insurance is uh, straightforward. It's just insurance on your house. So what we do on this sheet is we show you all the costs that you're, you're paying for. And then we tally it all up and we give you a total amount of what you need to have in cash to be able to get this transaction to go through. Now, everything on here is estimates. So when we do our inspection, inspections are usually around 400 to $500, right? Your term right inspection is somewhere around $90. Your appraisal is somewhere around, uh, let's say, like $450, $500. Insurance is usually somewhere around $900 to $1,000, maybe even more sometimes, depending on the, um, the insurance company that you go, go with. So when we meet with our, our clients, we always give them estimates because we never know the exact amount because it all depends on third parties. So the inspection um, company, the appraisal um, company, the insurance company, they give the prices. So these are all always estimates that we always tell our clients that this is an estimate, rough estimate, but you want to have somewhere around this amount. Now, good thing to do is if we're telling you $20,000 altogether to have, maybe you want to have 25000 just to be able to be sure and, and, and have a peace of mind to know that you have enough money to be able to get through this whole transaction. After you go through your expenses, the next step is to go through your criteria. What are you looking for? So on that same sheet that I give my clients, on the flip side of, of that sheet is where they put their, um, their name, their uh, email, their phone number, but then at the bottom of that, we have the criteria that they are looking for. What do they want in their house? 
So we want to know how many rooms do you want? How many bathrooms? Um, do you want a big kitchen, small kitchen? Um, do you want what? What type of heating do do you want? Um, different areas in the house that you are looking for. Some people want to have a library in, the ho in their house. Some people want to have a deck. Some people want to have a big backyard. Um, some people want their backyard to be enclosed. Uh, they want their house to have a pool, maybe not have a pool. So we want you to give us all the information on the type of house that you're looking for so that we can go out, look for different types of houses and know with confidence that you're going to like at least one of them and want to move into them. The worst thing as a realtor that I want to do is find different houses. I bring you a four-bedroom house, but you're looking for two. Or I bring you a house with no um, enclosed, or I bring you a house with no enclosed backyard, and you're looking for one that's enclosed. One of the things that you want to think about is heating. Do you want gas, oil, or electric? Now, your needs are different from the next person's needs, so the only one that could decide that is you. We also ask what city or town you want to look for property in. This is just as important as uh, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, type of heating, what you're looking for in a house. We want to make sure that we're finding houses in the right areas. The last thing we ask is the best time to show you houses. So we put that on the, uh, the front side of the sheet and we also put it in the back because we want to make sure that we're showing you houses at the best time. The next step in the process is what I like to call the fun part. The reason why I call this the fun part is because this is the part where you actually start to go out and look at different houses. This is fun for most people because looking at houses is fun. It's just, it just is. Seeing how different houses look, how they feel, um, how they were constructed. It's always fun to look at, to look at houses. It's always fun to look at houses. For some, it can bring anxiety, but in my experience, for most, it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to do. Now, if you uh, become my client, the first thing that I do is I set you up on an automatic email. So what I do is I go into the MLS and I put your criteria in. So you want two, two bedrooms, uh, one bath. You want it to be in the Springfield area or the Long Meadow area, wherever you want it to be. I put that criteria into the MLS and it'll feed me different houses in those areas that meet that criteria. Now, I attach that criteria to your email, and what happens is, is now you're able to see exactly what I see. So it'll send you daily different houses that you'll be able to look at and figure out whether or not you um, want to go and look at these houses. Now, you're probably wondering what the MLS is. The MLS is an acronym for Multiple Listing Service. This, this is the service that we use as realtors to locate different homes for our clients. Every realtor in the state of Massachusetts it uses this service to locate homes or to post homes for sale. Now, once I set you up on the automatic emails, you will start uh, receiving emails on the different listings out there. Now, it's imperative that you do your research and educate yourself on the areas that you are looking to uh, live in. So some of the things that you may want to look at are the crime in the area. Is there a high crime rate? Is there a high, is there a high crime rate? 
the school systems. So if you have kids, you want them to be in a, a, a great school system. So you, you want to look at that. Um, local stores. Um, are you close to local stores? How far do you have to travel to be able to go do uh, groceries? And where is the hospital? You want to know exactly where the hospital is in case of an emergency. Now, on top of uh, receiving the emails of the different listings, you want to also do some research on your own on different homes. So go on websites like Realtor.com. Uh, look at pictures of homes that you may want to live in. And if you see a house that you like and I have not shown you that house, send me an email or send your realtor an email. Um, let them know, hey, I saw this house on realtor.com and it seems like a house that um, I would want to live in. It's in my budget. Um, would we be able to go out and look at it? Your realtor would then go to the MLS, find that house and contact that realtor and set up a uh, day to go out and view it. Now, throughout this whole process, what you're doing is you're getting a view of the market. You're looking at you're looking at all the areas and your criteria. You want to see what's out there. You're trying to understand the market. So you're looking at the prices. Um, some areas, the prices may be higher. Some areas, the prices may be lower. And you're just trying to get a feel of that market because you're trying to get the best deal for yourself. Now, after you go out and look at a few houses, you're more than likely find the house that you want. So the next thing in the process that you're going to do is you're going to make an offer. Now, this step in the process is both exciting and exhausting. I say exhausting because um, you're sitting there for a few days, maybe, or maybe even a day, a few hours, just depends. Um, but you're waiting to hear back on whether or not you got your offer accepted on the house that you want to buy. That causes uh, some anxiety for, for some. But it's also exciting because you're putting in an offer and it's like you're making a step in the right direction for your future. And that's uh, that's exciting for a lot of people, especially people that have never bought a house before. And this is their first time. That's very exciting. And it's uh, it makes it makes me happy, but also it makes them happy be because they know that they're moving in the right direction for their future. Now, when you make an offer, few things can happen. You can get that offer accepted or you can get it declined or you'll have to make a counter offer now there are some reasons why you may have to give a counter offer now one reason is uh, there may be another person putting in an offer and they are giving a higher dollar amount than you and they're giving a higher dollar amount than you but the seller may see that you have let's say for instance a conventional loan and with conventional loans, you know that more than likely that's going to go right through. And you're putting 20% down. And a lot of the times, uh, sellers like to see that you have a lot of skin in the game. And 20% is a lot of skin in the game. There's more incentive for you and your realtor to get the ball rolling and make sure that this transaction goes through. So that seller may like your loan type, but you're not giving the dollar amount that another another buyer is uh, offering. So you may have to counter offer. So if you're offering 200, maybe you offer 210 in your counter offer. Now the documents required to make an offer. You need your pre-approval letter, your consumer relationship disclosure, 
um, offer to purchase and your desire to make this property yours. Now, your pre-approval letter just shows uh, that you are pre-approved, how much you're pre-approved for, um, and then the consumer relationship disclosure, that's a form that you sign when you find your realtor. It's a form that we all have to give our clients because we have to disclose the type of relationship that we have between the realtor and the client. So it just basically says that you are the client, the realtor is the, the realtor, and then your offer to purchase. The offer to purchase is a form that we fill out. It just states um, how much you want to make your offer, um, the date that you're putting it in for, um, when you want the closing date to be, um, do you want to have a 10-day, uh, uh, or, uh, or do, do you want to have inspection, um, everything that you're asking for. So sometimes we ask that the seller pays for the closing costs, or sometimes we ask um, different different types of things, but that's the time that you put it in. So you put all of those things into the um, in, into the offer. So the offer to purchase is a form that we fill out. In this form, it'll show how much the, the client is willing to um, offer for the, the home. It'll show the closing date. It'll also show the different things that the client is asking of the seller. So for instance, if you have closing costs and you wanna put it, the closing costs on the uh, seller, you'll ask that. And your desire to make this uh, property yours is just basically you signing the, the offer and also putting in a deposit. Now, it's your deposit is not the full amount of your um, down payment. It's a portion of the down payment, but you put that portion in because you want money to cross hands, and that's your desire to to uh, make this prop, and that's your desire to make this property yours. Now, this brings us to a close in the second episode of uh, this series. Um, I hope that I'm giving you good information so that when you go out and look for your realtor, or when you come and find me. Um, you'll know exactly what to ask and uh, we, you'll know exactly what to look for. But I hope all of this knowledge is finding you um, okay. And I thank you for listening to this episode. Um, in the next episode, we are going to be going over the purchase and sales contract. There's a lot of information to come on that episode and uh, you do not want to miss it. You want to understand what the purchase and sell. You want to understand what the purchase and sales contract is, and what it does, and why you need to know this information. So, um, next week we'll be here again. Again, I thank you for for listening to this episode, and uh, it's been a pleasure of mine to uh, to put these episodes out. Now, if you live in the Western Mass area and you are looking to either buy or sell a house or property in general, um, and you're looking for a great realtor, look me up. My name is Leighton Rodriguez. You can contact me via email at LeightonRodriguez.Realtor at gmail.com. Um, the way you spell that is L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N-R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z dot realtor at gmail.com or if you have any questions about real estate hey shoot me that email we'll talk we'll chat and i'll uh, try my best to answer any questions that you may have and if i don't know the answers to the questions i will seek the answers out and i will definitely definitely get back to you but um thank you again for listening and 
I'm out. See you next time, guys.